0: shin wears a warmogs and calls himself a ninja like get out of
1: here (laughs) you ever hear of a ninja that takes damage what wait
0: (laughs) why is a ninja on the front line
1: (laughs) welcome the Casuals of Runeterra, episode 105.
0: I'm your host, Ryan, here with the other host, Hedge. What's going on, everybody? We're, we got a really fun one lined up for today. Well, yeah. I, I say fun. It's more of like the building blocks for fun. Exactly. It's, it's funny, because before we record, we
1: end up talking about other things for a long time and basically One Piece podcast win, and it's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I
0: don't even know if one exists. There has to be like a premier oh, they're, one they're, out there. I mean, we, we're we not native Japanese speakers, so that's True. why we don't know of a One Piece podcast is my assumption. Um, yeah. But also, like, uh, if we're going to go that deep, we, like – we, we both know that we're gonna end up going that deep on star guardians like th- that's where we live we're trapped there
1: <laughs> true true and there's not enough time in the world to even think about doing that uh maybe if somehow this podcast pops off and then we have money and we can't yeah. do
0: that exactly, as, as exactly. Well. and star guardians isn't even a quarter of one piece and we're saying we don't have time for that <laughs> Uh, Let's hop
1: into it though But today we're not talking about One Piece We're not (laughs) talking about Star Guardians We're talking about Kenan Uh, But first is housekeeping up top You can listen to us everywhere You can email us at podcastcore at gmail.com That's podcast C-O-R And then visit us at podcastcore.com For all of our info And then follow us on the platform you prefer uh, Or all the platforms because that helps us Um, Shout out to the people who follow us on YouTube That helps with some algorithms there uh, Gets the show out there And then YouTube's doing some cool stuff with podcasts this year as well, so we'll have more reach. Uh, But the easiest way, the way that works the best, is word of mouth. That's how we've gotten this far, and we appreciate it. Uh, So tell a friend to maintain a balance in all things by listening to the Casuals of Runeterra
0: podcast. Yes, just send them that gift of uh, or that GIF of Thanos balancing the blade. Oh, it was like I don't a, know about that one. In perfect balance, <laughs> and then as soon as like you send that, just follow it up with a you know a link to to our podcast. Like, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Room Terra did nothing wrong. <laughs> we, we did nothing wrong.
1: <laughs> let's let's hop into it. Um, so this episode uh, titled Balancing Act, we're talking about Kenan. Uh, we're going to talk about his bio and then obviously the cards in Legends of Terra that kind of relate to that. Uh, so as always, we start with the spell. We'll have no landmark this time. Um, unfortunately, the landmark that deals with like Bandle City stuff is mainly more RE stuff. Um, so we'll get back there. But we're starting with Cloud Stance, uh, which is a one cost burst spell. That says, give an ally plus two plus zero, and at round end, recall me this round. So this plays into Kennen's uh, archetype for this specific set, Uh, and it's a one-cost burst spell, so you can find a way to work it into any deck if you need it, Um, but you don't really need it. Uh, But it's a good recall ability, uh, which kind of plays into what he's trying to do.
0: Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with like a a, a halfway decent uh, combat trick. Like, you know, the having combat tricks is always going to be uh, a good thing to have in a card game. So this is something that is healthy for the game, but it's just not one of the better ones. So you're not going to see a lot of it.
1: Exactly. Uh, the art here, I know we usually say the quote, um, but the art here is pretty important because like a lot of the cards that came out around the release of the Beyond the Bandlewood in a bunch of the follower art, we get to see new characters around Kenan, but also the representation of the current battle that's going on um, around this time period. And specifically, we get the Gust Monk here uh, with the quote, return to breath and find your strength, uh, which is a common, just sounds Ionian. Um, but in the image, we get to see a Yordle who's using wind powers um, or wind abilities. And this becomes a theme throughout a lot of the characters um, that are with Kenan on this specific hunt. And we'll talk about it in Kenan's art as well, what they're fighting.
0: And and not only with just like Kenan's arc, which don't get me wrong, it's very important for Kenan's arc. But, you know, anyone that was listening to our Yasuo episode, uh, like there is like there there is a lot of un, i guess more understanding of wind magics within Ionia. Yeah. Uh and Yasuo obviously trained and was able to become a master of the of the wind combat arts, but it was much more of like a elemental understanding, which is why he ends up make, becoming friends with Talia. But uh, you know, like we're getting to see that it's like hey, you know, Just because Yasuo is a master of it doesn't mean no one else can use it.
1: Yeah. So this takes us to the follower who's Risu the Silent Storm. And this this card comes with a bevy of text, which is cool for kind of painting this scene um, of them fighting this quote unquote monster. So Risu is a card is a five cost one three, but when Risu is summoned, it summons a storm cloud. And that Storm Cloud is a five cost seven three that has when I'm summoned, grant me impact three times. Um, Impact is when it attacks. If it does damage, it does one damage, I believe, to the nexus or the opponent's nexus. So it does that three times. So this is a lot of kind of power for five cost um, in the the shell that this wants to
0: be ran in. Yeah, uh, and it's also like kind of like a a big number for the shell that it wants to be running. Yeah. Cause especially when Ari and Kenan first dropped, a lot of it was, you know, more the decks that you would see were built more around elusive and getting wide on the board that with, you know, untouchable damage, and but the biggest number that you were going to see on that attack front was going to be about like four. Yeah. Right. Whereas this one is uh, this was not played like that's a, <laughs> like seven, three. like That's some Noxian stats there. And I'm sure that these Ionian characters would beat the crap out of me for saying that. But um, <laughs> that is, so, it, <laughs> yeah. How <laughs> dare you speak such blasphemy? <laughs> yeah Uh, but now i've never really looked at this card too much and now i kind of want to build a deck and of course run run ghost and try to just make this elusive and just get him for 10 damage (laughs) (laughs) i have a problem yeah the the chunk of
1: text on here describes the situation so on risu um the main card It says, weaving a storm cloud took time, time Risu didn't have. Her hands worked furiously as the aberration closed in. A bit of cloud here, some lightning there, then crack, boom. She she had done it. But would it be enough? And this takes us to the storm cloud that's generated, which also has text on it. That says, the storm cloud crashed into the aberration in a crackling tangle of mist and lightning. The beast howled as it fell to the ground, its monstrous eye, singular, rolling into the back of its head. Kenan gingerly approached through the storm clouds dissipating haze. The kinku had won, but it would be short-lived. There would always be another threat, another monster, but they would be ready. Um, So there's a battle going on where they're fighting this one-eyed monster. And if you look at the art, which we always suggest you go check it out, this creature looks more of a void terror-like versus the other one-eyed beast we know, which are the, you know, Thralls and the Ice Giants.
0: Right. And as far as, like, with this being more of a void-looking-like creature, uh, it's also very spindly and... You could almost mistake it for tentacles if you like especially with the angle that we get where mm-hmm. we don't get to see the full thing um which you, uh, you know, going back to the ice thrall comment, like we know of other champion bios where you know looking back far enough in the timeline where other champions have had to deal with these kinds of beasts before, so yeah. it it turns out that you know maybe this is a very widespread threat and you know maybe zillion did nothing wrong <laughs> so uh, but but it, it is nice to have this art there because it gives us an idea of what it is that kenan is fighting for like exactly. what what the balance that we're looking yeah, for yeah what is. what is his
1: unit because that's one thing we agreed um as you know our podcast is that Runeterra or Legends of Runeterra, the game, is doing a good job of setting up, hey, we have these champions. In, Legends, in League of Legends, you just have the champions, right? But now we're getting the characters around them that make up these units and these groups and these little, like you know, if we talk about Tristan and especially Yordles, how no matter where they go in the world of Runeterra and where they decide to live and be a part of, they develop their own little sex, right? Um, and groups that kind of carry out the same actions they have, which is good because you need supporting characters.
0: Yes, like there's no matter how bigger than life these characters can be, they're on, they're still only one person, and they're going to need more help around them. So, and, and seeing this world building is what makes you know you and I, Ryan, and I'm sure we're not alone in this. This is what makes us excited for the idea of an MMO because, yeah. like, you need people, you need to have bodies in the MMO. I don't want to run through an empty world for like twenty miles. And then it was like, oh, there's Darius. <laughs> <laughs> He's alone in this giant city, but we found him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like early war,
1: Warcraft.
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, goodness. All right. Well, let's, let's hop into Kenan in here. Yeah, All right. So, um, I of course, you know, this would fall on a day where I'm in charge of the champion. Because, <laughs> yep. So, Kenan's a yordle. <laughs> It's just... This this is just torture now. (laughs) Oh, goodness. All right, but yeah, so Kenan Kenan is a Yordle, uh, and we've talked a lot about Yordles on this show by now, Um, but Kenan is a bit different from the other Yordles because he does not really have that sense of whimsy and adventure as the other Yordles. And in fact, with the beginning of his story, uh, we're going to have... Kenan, you know, leaving Bandle City and traveling throughout the lands of the mortals or the the land of Valoran uh, to find peace and quiet like so yeah. for for kenneth it's like bandle city's too much he's he he's like anti yordle in a sense where he's like okay i need a break and he goes out looking throughout the world studying the mortals because you know like many of the other uh, of the other yordles that we've talked about on the show he does find them fascinating um and so he goes out and into the world to find some peace and quiet while also uh, channeling his own spirit for balance. All right. Like he wants to find that balance of chaos and quiet. Yeah. And, and in Bandle city, there is no balance there. So he goes out and on his adventures, um, I, I put down here that, you know, he basically travels the whole of Runeterra very quickly with his W. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, he hits that W key and he's gone. Um, uh, or no, is it W is E? I think it says E. I don't I, remember. I, I haven't played Kenan in a very long. time. I haven't played Kenan in a long time. But, but... I, I
1: wanted to say that when you look at the the collection of Yordles we've covered this far, to you know Hetch's disappointment, um, <laughs> he's the closest you can put him is probably Poppy as far as temperament
0: yeah that is a good comparison because poppy whereas poppy wants more of just like you know order and organization uh canon is in more in touch with his spirit yeah. um like poppy is like her idea of uh, order is not a spiritual one okay? yeah it's it's like all right no no get get in line get in line oh my god (laughs) all right but so for Kenan on his adventures you know he found himself returning to bandle city less and less because he fell in love with the first lands the first lands being the land of ionia Uh, not only was ionia a place of tranquility and peace but the mortals On Ionia they seem to have a better understanding than the rest of the mortal realm of the spirit world Um, and as far as I I use the word better understanding instead of just saying that they have an understanding Mm -hmm. and it's because they view yordles as spiritual beings which isn't it's not like far from the truth. But, you know, Yordles aren't spirits. They're just, you know, immortal beings from a different plane.
1: Yeah, they have a level of tolerance that you wouldn't find in other places during this time frame. Because if you have listened to our other Ionian episodes, which you should, um, the Vestai exist, right? <laughs> so when they <laughs> yeah. see a Yordle, they're not immediately like, ew, it's a rat, like, it's not yeah. like he's walking to New York um, in the olden days. <laughs> uh, which is, you know, more
0: comparable, comparable to, to Demacia. You
1: know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you walked into Demacia, which if you listen to our Poppy story, you'll understand why it took her so long to make a connection with Demacians. Um, you would understand.
0: Yeah. or our shivana episode. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: <laughs> they, oh yeah. yeah <laughs> that,
0: that's been a while ago. A good yeah. episode though. Good good series oh, yeah. episodes to check out. Yeah, so so you know like uh not the most tolerant, but <laughs> Ionia, Ionia, yeah, they're they're chill. Yeah. Like they're just they look at Yordle's like oh you must be another Vestiya mm-hmm. whatever. All right. So but because of their understanding of the spirit realm, like he ends up finding peace and tranquility within Ionia. Yeah. And he enjoys studying the mortals here and this is where he starts his work of you know trying to restore the balance of rune uh, as well as just their physical realm in period but he realizes that with despite all of his efforts all he's really doing is fighting threats while not addressing the causes of the threats yep and he, it's kind of like a, if it, you know, if you get mold somewhere in your house and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to clean up this spot, but you're not taking out the trash that's been sitting there for four weeks. Yeah. Like, it, it's just going to, it's just going to get worse. All right. Like, it's like, yeah, you cleaned up one spot, but you didn't take out the root of the problem. Exactly. All right. And Kenan realizes that it's like, that's what he's doing. And it's around this time that he finds a group of mortals that not only understand the spirit realm better than most, but they also have an interest in maintaining a balance. Mm-hmm. And this is an order known as the Kinkou. And for a long time... Whoa! Our longtime <laughs> listeners who have listened to our Shin episodes and our Zen, and our Zed episode, they we've talked about the Kinku order a little bit before, but this is this is fun because now we're gonna get to like back to the beginning, all right, because this is happening centuries before yeah. Zed and Shin are in the picture. So, at this time, the Kinku Order is an organization that that fights to maintain the spiritual balance of the world, and they are made up of two acting parties: the Eye of Twilight and the fist of shadow. So the eye of twilight is maintaining peace and tranquility while the fist of shadow is basically the weapon that is wielded by the Kinku order to maintain it. And the idea is that they should be in balance with each other, peace and not peace. All right?
1: Yeah, I so, I'm going to
0: I'm going to cut in here uh
1: because I, if you've listened to our podcast you know we don't shy away from the politics (laughs) of Runeterra and what that means. What? Us? Um, Us being shy? (laughs) Never. (laughs) And you probably know our positions as well, but a good way to understand this, um, any leftist or people on the left, uh, the concept of a radical flank, right? And the way that Ionia approaches threats and issues is usually you have like your peaceful protest, right? You have your peaceful approach to things, diplomatic, which would be Shen, your Eye of the Twilight, right, or your Martha Luther King, and then you have the radical side or the more what would be called the radical flank effect, which is your Zed, your Shadows, and the more militant side, which is your Malcolm X. Um, that's That's how you take this stuff and put it in the real world representation.
0: There is no better way to sum that up. That's <laughs> perfect, just hit the nail on the head there. All right, and yeah. but because of uh, because of the fact that it is two parties, uh, they like it's two parties with v- relatively different ideas on approach. Yep, but they're still working towards the same goal. They will argue over the approaches that they take, and. Uh, Kennan, who has been studying the people of Ionia for a, a long time at this point, uh, he enjoys the idea that they are working, trying to find the root cause of these imbalances. Mm-hmm. And he approaches them and is like, hey, you know, I'm in a very interesting position here because, well, to them, w- whether it be true or not, Kennan is a spiritual being. Yeah. But a true thing is that Kenan does have access into realms outside of Runeterra. Mm-hmm. And so Kenan has a better ear to the ground when it comes to spiritual threats. So he's like, I'm in a very interesting position here where I'm a relatively neutral third party to the approach, but I also want the same thing that you guys want. Yeah. So we, sh- the three, I should work with y'all as three different parties here, so that we can all work towards the same goal of maintaining balance. And the Kingku are like, yo, that's a great idea. <laughs> that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that's a great idea, let's get to it. So Kennan is appointed as the very first um, as the very first uh why Uh, there it is uh heart of the tempest so now the the kinkoo order is a triumvirate and the heart of the tempest is the is the the person that is going to keep everybody kind of together and on the same page and not caught up in the squabbles uh uh, between the two so now that the kinku is set up Kenan now has a better grasp on trying to get to the root cause of the spiritual strife within Valorant. And he does everything in his power to assist the King Ku into maintaining balance. This goes on for a couple centuries. And for everyone who has listened to, uh, you like our Ionian and Noxus episodes, there is something that happens a couple centuries down the road from this point, which is the Noxian invasion of Ionia. And this is where it kind of all boils to a head. As far as for Tinnan's bio, this is kind of quick, but it does have a big info dump here that is very important for stories that we want to go down later on in our show yeah all right so here are the big bullet points for the noxian invasion we're not going to talk about what happens there if you want details on that stuff are irelia and swain episodes irelia and swain those are the two episodes that really give you the nitty gritty yes. all right but as far as what's important for the stories we want to tackle later on the Ku order is obviously a an order that kind of works more in the shadows Uh, But they're not unknown to combat and violence. Not even Kenan is unknown to this, all right? Because Kenan, being part of the Kinku Order, if there's something that comes up, he's going to put a shuriken in it, all right? But (laughs) Kenan, he's like, hey, this conflict is none of our concern, all right? This conflict does not disrupt the spiritual balance. And that's what we have to focus on. So we have to maintain our strength for the spiritual balance. We should not get involved, right? And relatively reluctantly, most of the Kinku Order follows along with that. This leads up to the point where Zed betrays the Kinku Order and kills the Eye of Twilight, who is Shin's father, and leaves. So now Zed is gone, And he has set up his own assassination organization. All right. The Eye of Twilight is now named as Shin. All right. So the Fist of Shadow at this time is a woman named Mame. And Kenan Kenan argues that with Mame that you need to start building your successor Which is not a bad idea because, hey, Zed is out there. And Zed clearly wants to kill the (laughs) Kinkoo. So so it's like, hey, you're still mortal. So you may want to start prepping a successor. I'm not saying that we're ousting you. I'm just saying we should be safe rather than sorry. So Mame begins to train her daughter to become the next Fist of Shadow. Her daughter being Akali. Yep. Now, our our Legends of Ruterra fans may not know Akali, but our League of Legends fans will probably having PTSD up against the <laughs> <a> Fed Akali. <laughs> right? And so Akali is a very gifted Kingku apprentice, but Akali is also young. And much like Irelia, she cares about the Noxian invasion. So after she gets to a point where she's kind of really trained up and ready to go, Akali ends up leaving the Ku organization. All right. So now Akali is MIA. And I want to say that you can, listener, you can start to see
1: themes of disruption in the balance because like all things, it was a great idea to start. Right. But it's one of those things where the world acts on its own around you. And because Hetch has mentioned the Noxus involvement and how that kind of disrupted the balance of this land, um there is a reason that there's a parallel with the tripherics, right? When you look at the three parts of an order um, to that concept and how Noxus implements the Triferix versus the Ionian concept. Um, which we're not going to go into here. I just want to bring it up so that you keep it in the back of your head because we yeah. have hundreds of episodes that you know get through at yeah. some point. <laughs> it,
0: and, and, and it's it, it, and like this is this is stuff that we do want to like highlight though because mm-hmm. it. As far as like Kenan's bio, like to, you know, not to keep you in suspense, we're kind of done with his bio here. Yeah. Because this is like it, his bio is more about setting up the, the state of affairs in the beginning of a lot of really good storylines yeah. that involve a lot of characters. And, the, and this is. Kind of to the point where, you know, where his story is setting up to begin bigger stories. Because now Akali's M.I.A., Zed has betrayed the Kinku Order. So now, Kenan has to work, like, hand in hand with Shin to try to maintain balance. Because it's like, at the moment, the Fist of Shadow, I can't even balance that right now because we're back to square one yeah. of setting up a successor for that order uh so it's like so mame you go do your thing i've got to take care of shin now because zed wants shin dead all right and we just lost an eye because of twilight he's boring. that's it just because yeah. <laughs> he's boring and he's the worst ninja Shen wears like, what shen wears mom jeans <laughs> no shin wears a war and calls himself a ninja like get out of here you ever hear so, of a ninja that takes damage what Wait. why is a ninja on the front line yeah so so yeah the uh so canon's like hey i've got a I've like to try to maintain the balance of the Kinku order, yeah. I've gotta make sure that Shin's okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's kind of where his story is left off, but this is the setting up the blueprint for a lot of fun things to come uh and and that's one of the reasons why it's like we gotta break down what happens. At the end here of the Noxian invasion for the King Ku Order specifically, exactly. And uh, but with that, we're, let's go into the card because Kenan has a very interesting and unique play style in the card game, uh, which kind of matches up with uh, his League of Legends gameplay. Not so much like you know if you could play him in League, you understand how he works in the in Runeterra, but more of just there's nobody else that plays like Kenan, you know. Yeah. Um, so Kennen is a one mana, 2-1 with quick attack, of course. Uh, and, <laughs> and he has, when I'm summoned, create a Mark of the Storm in hand. Yeah, All right. And a Mark of the Storm is a zero mana fleeting fast spell that has Grant an enemy Mark of the Storm if they already have Mark of the Storm, stun and deal two damage to that enemy instead. So he creates essentially a setup card to do a later on a stun and two damage, um, which if you played Kenan in, the, in League of Legends, it works very well with like his passive um, in, the, in the way that works. So they did a really good job of translating that here. Um, But his level up requirement is something that's why we see him a lot with Akali. He levels up when you have summoned the same ally five plus times this game. All right. So kind of a difficult one to work around if your opponent has a lot of interaction. But uh, with the Ionian tools that were given, there's a lot of ways to get cards back in your hand. Um, And... (laughs) When Kenan flips, he becomes a 3-2 with quick attack. When I'm summoned, blocked, or attack, create a Mark of the Storm in hand. Yeah. So when he flips, it becomes a thing of where he can very easily get to a point where he's locking down a board yeah. by himself. Uh, but it, it's kind of weird because a lot of like that Mark of the Storm stuff which makes sense with the stat line. It does nothing on the defensive side. So you're, it's kind of an all-in strategy, yeah. right? Uh, but, I mean, Kennen is very much an all-in character in League of Legends, too, of like, okay, I'm jumping in, hitting my R and hitting Zonia's, and maybe I'll make it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's another great representation of the in-game character, uh, League of Legends game character to the card game
0: yeah and playing around with the uh, the mark of storms like there's a lot of fun stuff you can do yeah. with it. It, it it's just weird because his level up is so it, it, his level up is so niche that there's not a lot of fun build arounds to it but there's definitely a world where there can be um uh, and which is the fun thing about card games so you know the deeper you go into it and the more support those cards get the more fun you can have exactly but but let's look at the uh at our favorite bit the flavor here right and the boolean cube The bullion cube. (laughs) All right. Give me that chicken powder. All right. All right. So uh, on this front side, we got Kenan had heard it too. The roar of some unseen something. Man or monster, it did not matter. The King would protect their land at any cost. And when he flips, we get a direct quote we are wind and thunder. We are rain and lightning. This is Tempest. Um, So, like, again, you know, we... It's kind of weird because of the way that Kenan's role within the Kinkou is set is that he's plays more as a liaison between the two parties to keep the Kinkou as one whole order. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, so it, it's kind of weird to, like, we, since we have to highlight that, you kind of forget that Kennan is still a very well-trained... M- a very well-trained assassin yeah. and, a, like, single combatant. Yeah. So, like, getting, like, that direct quote of, like, or, like, these quotes off of his cards kind of, like, reinforces that of, like, no, he's he's not just in a ninja outfit with a big shuriken to be cute, all right? Like, he, it's still a big shuriken. It could still hurt somebody, yeah, and like, he is not afraid to hurt
1: people. And one thing we've proven here, which you would never get from just playing League of Legends, is because, I mean, Kenan was released after the main people, right, the main ninjas. And you would see him, oh, you know, he's a yordle, so whatever, but he's been around longer than not only Shen and Zed, but longer than Mame, and longer than Shen's father. So he's been training as a Kinku ninja for a very long time. Um, and then some other cool stuff is like, as we mentioned in the art, which you should go look at even if you don't play Legends Runeterra, we just talked about Risu, right? And in this image, Risu, the storm cloud Risu summons, is working together with the lightning that Kenan is channeling as he's powering to attack this monster. Like, there's a lot of cool things, some other cool characters too um, yeah. in that group. And, that w- once again, we'll go back to in, in a yeah, couple
0: episodes. And, and we get to see it off of his direct quote here because, it, like, for when Kenan is battling this thing and he's calling out to it, you know, given like his battle cry, he isn't talking about the Kinku here, he is saying that we are Tempest. Mm -hmm. And so we do know that he was set up as the first head of the, of the Tempest within the Kinku organization. And we get to see with Risu and even the Cloud Monk um, that we get to see that, you know, he's, it looks like he's building up, you know, more yordles within here. So, you know, getting much like how Poppy is like, has like her group that comes over with the cards, but, it's, it means a lot more with Kenan's story because, you know, the, he's over there trying to deal with the spiritual balance of all worlds, essentially. And he's getting more of the Yordles in on this. So this could be an organization of trained ninjas that have been around for centuries, yeah. you know, compared to, you know, Zed's group, which are probably a bunch of angsty 20 year olds. And this, this kind of takes but us back that's- to... That can top, be
1: scared. Yeah, to the top of the bio where he mentions the his understanding of humans um, and how they interact with the world despite their short lifespans. It makes sense that he would put effort into building essentially a Yordle side of that order that could live so much longer, right? But still carry yeah. on the tenants and have a longer impact. And then like a yordle passing it on to a yordle, that's, you're spreading out the influence because, as Hetch mentioned, the job Kenan has as being part of the order is so much larger uh, than everyone else's. So the impact he has to make is going to have to be greater as yeah. well. And this and, is a good way to go about it. Yeah.
0: And the ability to like to survive so much longer than mortals is important there because it's like, you know, if a if a Fist of Shadow starts talking back to him, it'll be like, hey, your your predecessor five times over did this same thing and I let him do it and it was awful. (laughs) <laughs> that's why i'm saying no all right i'm not going off with some sacred texts yeah. that we have written down that could be messed with i was there yeah. all right like so it's cool that he's getting more yordles behind it because it's like no i'm gonna have a whole organization that's backing me up on it too all right yeah like he could look back rizu rizu you remember that sh-? <laughs> isn't that how you lost your finger <laughs> okay yeah rizu said no
1: <laughs> rizu said no so this kind of brings us to the end of the episode here. And one discussion point, since I brought it up um, with Noxus's, the Noxus influence and that clear battle between Ionian and Noxus and Noxus being that disrupting force. Um, when you listen to our Noxus episode, and you hear us talk about concepts in Noxus like the Black Rose, right? And Borum Darkwill seeking for immortality. These are essentially counter um, to what Kenan is doing, right? As Noxus is a disruptive force, okay, well, we're mainly human. There's not much. I mean, there are some things in the background, with the Vlad and um, Mordecai and all that, but and the mortal engine and all that. But they, if they want to have that influence for a long period of time as humans, you need concepts like the Black Rose. You need concepts as blood magic to extend your life because when it comes to Noxus and Yordle's <laughs> You're, you got rumble <laughs> not someone you need in the grand scheme
0: of, of things right nor is he interested in the grand <laughs> scheme of things <laughs> he, he ain't interested in that <laughs> Yeah, he's trying to put on a but, show. He's trying to run an elaborate circus, yeah. and, <laughs> and that's also one of the reasons And that's also one of the reasons that Noxus is, is playing such a sledgehammer into this balance because a lot of the, those we have the Black Rose and we have Vladimir and Mordekaiser that are like behind the scenes of this. But one of the reasons they're behind the scenes is that it was such turmoil in Noxus that a lot of them had to go in hiding. Yeah, um, and, it was, and that opened up the door for Swain to like kind of take over and do his thing and, and it's with Swain and Darius at his side. Well, that's why the Noxian empire has such a far reach and it's causing such chaos because the other people, sure. I'm sure that the, you know, Vladimir Mordekaiser wouldn't really oppose what Swain is doing. Yeah but that would force Swain's attention away from these outreaching conquests. Yeah. Uh, so it it, it kind of it built up to a perfect storm to the for the Noxian Empire to be this sledgehammer of what what balance was left in Runeterra, <laughs> all right? And unfortunately it directly affects Kinnan in two ways because it's one, holy cow, the balance is so far off kilter now. Also, holy cow, my my mortal allies, their home is getting ravaged. <laughs> like, what do, what do I do? What do I deal
1: with? And it would be remiss if, you know, the themes I've talked about earlier, if I didn't mention, it's also a great representation of what happens when an imperial nation interacts with a peaceful a peaceful nation and disrupts them. And what comes of that? Uh, Once again, Runeterra, not too far from the real world.
0: (laughs) And we love ourselves a good political
1: parallel. That's just the sign of good lore, the human
0: connection. Absolutely. All right, and I need that human connection when I talk about Yordles. I swear. <laughs> okay, people, you think I'm doing this for you? I'm doing this for Hatch because
1: we can't let Hatch continue to be a racist against Yordles. This is not acceptable. This is antisocial behavior.
0: We we gotta stop talking about Yordles, man. There's too much content on the internet now of me being racist. <laughs> And with that, as always, it's been a long one, but
1: the next one, trust me, is gonna be longer. Uh, But it's gonna be worth it, because we're finally talking about ninjas again, right?
0: Yeah, and who doesn't love a good ninja story? All right, everybody go watch Ninja Assassin. (laughs) (laughs) And with that,
1: thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with the next episode. Take
0: care, everybody.